welcome to 2019 and welcome to episode number 13 of Sheffield Hotcast. Um, it is our January 2019 edition. So we thought it's kind of our one year anniversary. So what better way to market than to go all the way back to where it first began in January 2018. And I think we are literally sat in the exactly the same positions <laughs> that we were um, a year ago in the same bar. Um, and I think it's pretty much the same night of the year. I'm sure it was the Monday after new year when we did this last time but anyway we are back at bar stewards um we've somehow managed to get rid of sean for a night but we have managed to add a couple of people into our gang and since we're at bar stewards i'm not sure if you might be able to figure out who those two guys might be maybe quite sheffield focused sort mm. of, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two, two very local voices that we've got for you uh, on, on this one can, can either of you do it like a Sheffield accent not really I can do like a, a, an atrocious Sean Bean one which I'm not going to do no. <laughs> oh, okay. we'll, get, we'll get some beer in you yeah, yeah that's fine yeah let, get a few beers I mean I'll, I'll do anything you want really. <laughs> mine, uh, mine will change if it's someone broad I suppose but yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Alan Charlie of, um, of Bar Stewards here um, but uh, yeah no Sean but the other three of us are here so let's do beer of the month so Adam do you want to go first yeah I'll go first um, mine come really late on in the month December, not really like me at all. Um, it was a beer I wasn't planning on trying, but I was convinced by Adam over at um, Shakespeare that it was his one of his favourite beers of the year. So I opted for a third of it, and it's zygote barrel aged salted caramel cookie cho chocolate chip cookie stout by Amundsen. Is it Amundsen? Yeah, it was. Yeah, nice. yeah it was amazing. Um, which is is it Norway? I think it's it Norwegian. That's got a lot it's, of stuff going it's, on. It's, yeah. it's absolutely probably the one of the best beers I've ever tasted. Wow. It smelled incredible. It smelled like I wanted to make a candle out of it and sell <laughs> it at Christmas. Is that the one we had on New Year's Eve? Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, yeah that, was, that um, was actually really I've, good. I have heard from them that the non-barrel-aged one was actually better. And I'm like, I can't even believe that were better. But So, yeah, it's a 10.5%. Salt, salt caramel, chocolate chip, cookie stout, zygote, and it was this. incredible. It sounds very low. Isn't it? It's yeah. nothing like what I would drink, and it's just I can't I, just go and try and find any of their beers. There's a lot of what the dessert in a can ones out, which I have had as well, which were close seconds, and you will be able to get them from some bottle shop. I know Sean does the, yeah, a couple of cans. Yeah, the best stout I ever had. It was good, yeah. Yeah. but they they also did. I can't remember the name of the beer, but they did a um, a collab with Verdant. They did an IPA, um, which was back in the summer, and that was really good. One of our regulars managed to bring the can in for us, and yeah. yeah. It was, it so was they got it, it waited until the very end of the year to get something wow. like that in, and I'm like, I can't. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's my beer of the year, but like. I can't believe that it took that long to get something that incredible. So, I mean, we, we will come to uh, nominations for Best Beer of the Year a little bit later on as part of our Golden Hops, uh, which we made up about a week ago and have somehow managed to actually knock into shape to um, to do. Um, so, Laura, Beer of the Month. Okay, so I've gone for an Imperial start as well. Um, mine was uh, from House of Trembling Madness in York. I went Christmas shopping for the day with my mum uh, a week or so before Christmas went in House of Trembling Madness and they had a full Northern Monk Tap takeover on. Uh, and my mum, who'd driven me to York and was going to drive me home, was like, oh, let's, let's have a 
have an imperial stout. So it's a beer that I shared with my mum because she couldn't drink very much of it and it was fantastic. Um, it's a collaboration that Northern Monk have done with Old Chimneys, who are quite renowned for their um, Good King Henry Imperial Stout. Uh, this was a bourbon barrel aged Imperial Stout called The Divine Right of Kings. It's another bourbon barrel. Um, and it was 9.6% I think. And you know just one of them drinks that you, you have a little sip and you absolutely just completely sink into it. And mm. your whole face is like, ah, that's amazing. Yeah. So uh, it's, I, I mean Northern Monk do a lot of really good stouts yeah. but I'm going to say it's the best Northern Monk stout I've ever had. Wow. Really good. Which is, yeah, saying a lot because they, yeah. they do produce some yeah. absolute bangers, don't they? Yeah. Spot on. I think, I think we missed that one. Can't we missed that one. Yeah. Which is surprising because we do get quite a lot of Northern Monk in you, but it's yeah. one of those ones that's maybe passed me by. I do have a bit of colour blindness when it comes to beer. I tend to look for the pale, <laughs> pale varieties and the rest kind of like fall in the wayside. So, um, yeah, no, that sounds amazing. That sounds really good. Okay. And my mum liked it as well. Well, which is nice. Well, <laughs> um, so I'm, I've I've had a lot of decent beers this month, but I'm going to deliberately rule some out because I want to pick a Christmas beer because I feel like I should. And I thought that Laurie might have done the same. Actually, I thought you were going to go for like a Christmassy beer because you're a big Christmas fan. Um, so um, I had quite a few Christmas beers, and I'm going to pick the one that was the least Christmassy of the Christmas beers that I had, but it was the one that surprised me the most. Um, and that is the Christmas Creek. Creek is that the word I'm looking Creek. for? Creek. Yeah. Uh, by Gypsy Hill, which was it was it was a cherry sour. It was really nice. I don't know what it had to do with Christmas at all, uh, if anything. But it was only like three point something yeah. percent. It was very gentle. It was um, very en- enjoyable, um, and it was yeah. My, I, I've got through quite a few Christmassy beers over the the period, and it was one of the first ones that I had. Um, Probably my favourite out of all of them. Really so that I'm flying the festive flag. Festive till February. Yeah, <laughs> we've just decided about half an hour ago that we're going to yeah. make that a hashtag. Mm-hmm. Festive till Feb. Me and Laura were going to use that on. We were on, we were on a stupidly early radio show which you might have heard of the Christmas pairing beers and food. And um, I've, t- I've taken that one along as a potential one. But I think some of the food switched around a bit, didn't it? And we, yeah. we uh, decided against it. And I'm so glad because it meant that I, I had that can all to myself rather than pouring a very small amount for someone to sip and then just leave it on the side like at 7am in the morning for no one to really finish. <laughs> and I, actually I was pretty good, it was only kind of out of it because I, I, I agree, well, like super, like it was so refreshing as well. It's just like, just what you need I think like sometimes yeah. isn't it as well, like when, you, when all done. you're doing is eating cheese and full all the time and you've got all these heavy things going on and then you're like I'll have a 3% creek Mm. I did did it on Christmas night I had a uh, (coughs) bottle of the Duchess I'm I'm not much of a sour fan but it's got to the point where I'd had so much like just like staunch throughout the day I just needed something a bit bit sharp just to cut through it all and it was was lovely really enjoyed it but um, yeah I don't know Uh, my palate is, is Developing, should we say? I'm, I'm <laughs> no, no, you said you don't. You don't like dark beers. You're not particularly. No, no, I do. Sours. I do. I do. I do like dark beers. It's just the. I'm just. I think my brain is predominantly set up to deal with hops. I don't know what it is like. And, and since we've had, um, obviously, we've got a new barman who started Jay, and since he's come in, he's kind of like showing me that there's actually different styles of beers out there, and I'm, I'm enjoying them. It's been really nice. He's, you know, one of the beers that we've 
chosen for later is a way that neither of us would really have kind of looked at 12 months ago but now all of a sudden it's probably one of the best things I've I've drunk all year. Really, yeah. really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of look at these beers now and go, "Could I make a gravy out of it?" <laughs> and if I and if I could, then then it's a good beer as far as I'm concerned. And the beer that we've got coming out would make it's an great. amazing gravy, like a really great. good gravy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, guys, since you're joining us for the uh, for the whole of the episode tonight, you get the great honour of picking out your oh. respective beers of the month oh, as well. Awesome. Um, well, I'll go first then. Um, I had it. It was, I think, it was on the cusp of December. I think it was just turning in December. But it was um, a beer called Com- Compulsory Fun. Uh, it was brewed by Left Hand Giant, Daya, and Magic Rock, um, which are kind of three of the breweries that I really enjoyed this year. Um, Left Hand Giant, in particular, they've seemed to have kind of crept up under everyone's radar. They've always made good, solid beers, but all of a sudden, yeah. you know, they're making they're making very good ones. Uh, it was an IPA. Um, three of my favourite hops, uh, Citra, Mosaic and Columbus, just whacked in with the most ridiculous amounts that you can imagine. Uh, 6.5%. Um, I mean, we had it Good in... session straight. Good, well, session, session, session for me. It's the session. In, in, in America, that genuinely is... Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Session. But, but we had it in Cannes and Keg, and both of them Flew were absolutely outstanding and wow. just sold out to the point where, you know... What we do now is, because we've learned a lesson, is we, we as soon as the orders come in, we have a word and we get a couple of cans put aside for us because <laughs> you know, often we miss we, out. Often we miss, miss out, out now, yeah, you know, yeah, these yeah. beers come in and we might not be in that is day. Is there any reason we got a pub? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, to be honest, right, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, that was definitely, I mean, there, there's, there's a couple of contenders have had some really good beers this yeah. month. Um, and we had our Magic Rock Tap takeover for New Year's Eve and we had some outstanding stouts. A lot of stouts, in fact, but ones I really, really enjoyed. Um, but for me, because obviously I'm a hot beast, um, that kind of ticked every box for me this month. It was, uh, yeah, an absolute banger. Sounds good. Charlie? Um, we took a trip to Leeds uh, on business. Uh, we, we, we went to Northern Monk and we went to North because we, we wanted to get more North brew beers in. Uh, and we met lovely Faye up there and gave us a few free tasters and everything. But... In particular, one beer, which was an Indian pale ale, uh, which was a collab between North Brew and Barrier, and it was absolutely insanely good. And I couldn't wait to get it in the bar, which we pretty much did, or put a full order in there and then. Um, and it was just great because you, you know, especially the brewery as well. It's like you know, a couple of tables right next to where everyone's still cleaning up all the brewing equipment. They've got the bar open; they don't care. It's, it's all still going on. Whereas obviously, you go somewhere, Northern Monk's a bit bigger and. You know, there's that separation of everything. It's to be fair, though, North do have some nice big bars in the middle of town. I think they do now. Yeah, we, we did go. To, <laughs> we, we, we went to the opening, but yeah, that that particular beer, uh, you know, it's a bit. I would. It would be disappointing for bar stewards not to be picking pails for their yeah. beer of the month. So. With Barrier as well, though, with, it, with it being a New York brewery, it's, it's, beer, it's a brewery I hadn't really come across before, mm-hmm. and if and they've done quite a few callers. I think they did the same thing that Finback did. I think they came over and just collab with everybody they could, but they're a brewery I'll be keeping an eye out for now. You know, just off the back of that that collab brew, really, it was yeah, it's great, yeah, outstanding. I think I had that beer as well. It kind of made me think about beers that I really enjoyed earlier in the year. Yeah, and I thought, oh, 
kind of forgotten that day, so people kind of almost drifted away from it. Well, you've got your really, really breweries, good. haven't you? And yeah. you go, right, okay, if it's like what's all my favourites, then... Yeah, it was good. Fantastic. Yeah. So. I had a really good North Brewer, actually, just while we're having some North love. Uh, <laughs> Cobra and Phasers. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. 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 Really good. Raspberry so and lychee sour IPA. Yeah, that's really good. Really really good. good. Really they had, they I, I don't think we've ever done a North beer on the Hopcast before. No. We, um, what, maybe we should do one tonight. Have know. we got any left? We did one on the radio, I think, oh, didn't we? What? Did the um, hibiscus, oh. what's it called? Vesp- Vesp- oh, the Vespertine, Vesp- Vesp- yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. And cool. I've forgotten how good that is. Um, it's like a it's like a salad. It's been around for a while. Yeah, it's like yeah. hibiscus and well, they have that rhubarb or something like that. Yeah, they've got orange out recently as well, which is really good. Again, they're another brewery that seems to have just stepped, you know, flown under the radar and all of a sudden gone... Hello. Hello. We'll see if they get a a nomination later on. Um, Here's how it's going to work tonight. Well, first thing I was going to do is play the game of how many people will try and get in the pub while we record the (laughs) podcast. Because last year when we did this and the the pub was actually closed and I think it was about seven or eight people tried to get in. But uh, during the course of this year, you've got got blinds now. So the blinds are down and shut. So I suspect that there'll be no one that tries to um, bash the door down or um, let's see see your legs through that. Same same tables and chairs, but we've got blinds. blinds. (laughs) Small steps Uh, and all that. So we'll not play that game. Uh, What we're going to do is two things. So no Sean tonight, who obviously normally is the guy that that provides the, the beer. So we thought we'd take the opportunity... Um, to tap into something that's been around for two or three years now but has become a kind of a bigger thing as, as every year goes by and that is triannuary um, so each of us has brought along a beer that we're all going to um, taste and it's something that maybe we wouldn't normally go for or something that's a little bit different or something that we've not had before just along the lines of, of triannuary. Um, and while we're having each beer, we're also going to come up with our nominations for the, um, the, the first ever Hopcast Golden Hops Awards, uh, which we kind of did last year where we just talked about our favourite venues of the previous year and favourite beers of the previous year and stuff like that. So this year we're going to do exactly the same, uh, but we're going to come up with a shortlist and we're going to let you guys vote for the winners in various different categories but we, I mean we've been talking for 40 minutes and we've not had a beer yet what's going on this is the longest ever so um, our first beer tonight we're going to go across to Adam yeah I picked these bottles up last week from Walkley Beer Co and I was struggling a bit because I think I was going to go for something barrel aged but seeing as my beer of the month was barrel aged and blew my socks off I thought that'd be a bit cheeky so I went for another thing, and I love my IPAs, but I like a straight-up IPA. I don't like people messing around with it. So I pick one that has uh, got spruce tips and berries in it, and it's called Pining for the Fjords, 6.8% uh, IPA, a collaboration between Blackjack and Wild Weather Ales. So Generally a fan of Wild Weather. Yeah, I, I, Do really I don't want to badmouth them, but the ones I've had a long time ago I wasn't that keen on so again something I might not always opt for um, so we'll see how that's about that yeah. so we start on 6.8% 6.8% I think 
Um, okay, so while we pour this, I will introduce the first Golden Hops category, which is Best Event. Now, this um, is not restricted to Sheffield, um, so this event can be from anywhere, nationally, internationally, um, and I guess it kind of comes from our own experiences. So our um, favourite event that we attended during 2018, um, obviously with a bit of a beer slant there. Um, so, I mean, Adam, you've picked the beer. Do you want to be the first to um, put event. forward something for um, for best event? Oh, I don't get to too many events, but the events I've been to this year have been pretty strong. Um, last year? Uh, yeah, yeah, in, in the last year, yeah. Um, so I've been to. Do you know what? I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna put. To, I'm gonna put something different because I think the, the two other ones kind of what I expected. The one that I didn't know exactly what I was going to be putting myself in for or what it was going to be is Funkfest, Aberdale Funkfest, um, which um, that's not no bias towards it, but it's something that I've never been to Aberdale Brewery. Um, they very rarely opened it up to anything. There were so many, like, so many th unexpected things and different breweries and different beers that you just, just don't get anywhere at all, really. Especially other than some, like, some of the stuff that they've they've done for like the collaboration stuff is absolutely brilliant and I just love the old vibe of it which is nice to have seen this kind of proper working brewery and it weren't mm -hmm. like any sort of segmented little segregated little things I think that's I think everyone should if, if they're not being and there's going to be another one next year that's something that I'd like like to see again so I'll put that one forward Okay. Right. Second that, that was really good. I enjoyed it when I went. Yeah. I didn't make it. You were away. away. I didn't. I didn't make it. I was yeah. Like no, I was away. I yeah. I can't remember where I was, but I remember. Yeah, Charlie was our Jay. representative for the day. Oh yeah, you went with Jay, didn't you? Jay yeah. was our representative. And remains that way. Yes, he has got a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was great. I really enjoyed it. Fantastic choice. So, Al, anything that you want to put forward? Um, yeah, I've been to a few this year. Um, I enjoyed um, Hop City, but I can't remember a great deal about it, so <laughs> it's probably not the best one to mention. One that I that is probably it's been going for a few years, but it's the first time I've gone. Uh, really enjoyed Indiemon this year. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, the venue is amazing. Uh, the selection of breweries was really good. Um, we went quite early um, and managed to get ourselves around before it got really busy because it did get like mega. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just as just as a as as, a, as an event, I really really enjoyed it. I think next year, because we went as punters rather than trade, so I think next year we'll arguably maybe go as trade and try and actually like get a bit of work done. Although I tried to do that at um, Hop City and that failed miserably because I, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't remember my own name by the end of it. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed it. I know it's probably cliched, kind of obvious one to say, but um, for me it was the first time I'd gone and it kind of you know kind of lived up to the hype um, again. I'd suggest if anybody's going to try and go earlier rather than later because it does get quite busy. But um, but yeah, I've really enjoyed it. And then you've got Manchester to go out in afterwards, so it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, Laura? Uh, I'm going to chuck in an honourable mention for uh, Smokefest at Torside uh, just because I loved how unbelievably niche it was, but it was just brilliant and they smoked blue cheese to serve as snacks alongside. But uh, the event that I'm going to pick as my uh, absolute favourite of the year is uh, Fine Fest, held mm. at Fine Ales up in Scotland. Um, and I think one of the reasons I loved it so much was because whilst there was, there was such a fantastic range of beer, 
um, really, really good, you know, bar setup, bar service, all of that kind of thing. It was the kind of, like, you could almost forget that you were at a beer festival, and I mean that in a good way. Like, the camping was, it was the most beautiful setting, um, kind of just the whole vibe of what was going on was just really family friendly, um, and it was just, it was just brilliant. It was a weekend of pure losing yourself in Scotland, no phone signal, nothing, just switch off from the rest of the world. Yeah drink some beers with some good friends in a lovely place so I'm going for Pinefest good choice good awesome. choice um, the way this works by the way is because we can only you can only have four um, options on a vote on Twitter um, so um, Charlie if you pick something that no one else has picked then that's the four nominations to be fair if my you... option was going to be Indie Man as well so uh, might, uh, might, might, uh, might make things uh, a little bit well, easier no, all I'm saying <laughs> is that you know, I've, I've, I've got an option that I can bowl in if we need a fourth but if you've got something that's different that you want to put in there I mean it, it, to be different because I probably remember more of it than Al um, Hop City was fantastic <laughs> um, <laughs> it, three floors of absolute Delicious beers, incredible breweries. I mean, we had other half and foam and all of these incredible beers over from uh, breweries over from the states. Um, they had uh, good food on outside. I mean, it was insane how much beer was being drunk very quickly uh, and at high ABV. Um, but uh, I think I think we've learnt our lesson from this this last time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I don't think that's how it worked, but. Um, it is definitely worth a visit. I think the tickets are out now for the next year, uh, and I think it's an all-in-one ticket now. They're not doing. We it. should probably but clarify yeah, this yeah. because we, yeah. um, <laughs> we we were a bit unfair on them in the um, in the half episode. Yeah, it wasn't massively clear on what they released at the time. What what is included? I did, I did see actually on Twitter they had to like, yeah. put a sticky post saying this does include beer because we were going like. That's forty nine quid for yeah. a beer. That's I think ridiculous. They've, they've just gone down the same route as they yeah. do with Dark City because yeah, I think yeah. Dark City's always been that you literally pay your fee yeah. and then you turn up and drink. But it's, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't pay. And it's actually it's not bad value though. No, it's fine. Forty nine quid for a beer. It. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> no, the Cloudwater one in um, March or whenever it is is well, sixty. Exactly. So yeah, mm. so forty nine's not not bad, mm. not bad at all. All right, so our shortlist then for best event is Funkfest, Indie Man, Fine Fest. Pop City. That's not a bad shortlist at all. No, to be fair, we've done pretty well there. No, yeah. I want to know what you were going to say. Honourable mentions. Honourable mentions. Well, my mine would have been. I'd have gone down a local um, line and I'd have picked out Indie Beer Feast uh, because of the fact that partly because it's local, but also because in the same way that Indie Man's got that quirkiness of the mm. venue, you can get lost in it. Yeah. Uh, I thought for something in its first year to be in a venue that was as unusual as Abbeydale Picture House where you kind of go up some stairs and then back down some stairs and you're in a different room. Um, I thought it had got a lot of character for something that was effective in its first year. Yeah. Tickets uh, for Indie Beauty so, are out now as well, aren't yeah. they? But, yeah, yeah, they are. It was great. I went, before, I mentioned, before I said mine, mine was toying between that, basically, and that. But I think this was something quite unique about Funkfest, I think, that, like... It would just be, I just really liked it. And yeah. This, I think it's edged just for that reason, but I would definitely be going to Indie Beer Feast again. Uh, they were absolutely brilliant. So, yeah. It's not very long away either. No, March. Is no, it? it's going yeah, on very quickly. Is, is it to do with Sheffield Beer Week? Or is it usually it's it's the, just it's kind of the kickoff or? event, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It kind of starts the, um, starts the week and it's spread over two days rather than just one day this year as well. So. Well, yeah, okay, this year now we've got so, staff out. Yay! We didn't do anything. Big chunk of this year because it's too busy still being the flipping bar. 
Let's okay, go well, well, well. Yeah, cheers, dude. Mm. Pining for the fuel. Do you know what? This is actually <coughs> pretty good. It smells. It smells a lot different than it tastes. I yeah. think. It smells quite. It's, it smells like it might be sour, but it's pleasant, but it is weird. I'm not sure if I tasted it blind. I'd actually know it was a beer. Mm, um, yeah. I don't know what I think it is, but I think it's, carbonation could be a little bit. I think it's. The, I think it's the berries coming through because mm. there's cranberry yeah, and blueberries in it. Berries. I feel um, like I should probably just do a disclaimer that my taste buds are definitely <laughs> faulty at the moment. So I've had I've had several beers with Adam before we came here, and each one I've been like. This tastes of. I had one earlier in in Rutland. And I was like, this tastes of paint, and it smells of paint. This is definitely <laughs> maybe paint. it's just the beer you had. And then, and then you a, come in? a beer across the road at the Shakespeare, and I was like, this tastes of cheese. No, it's bacon. It's cheese and bacon. And it's vegetarian. So. And it's, but yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, I've got no idea <laughs> what bacon tastes like. You try not to drink. Tr- um, not you never tried bacon. No, I've yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but not not for not for a few years. Exactly. Few I was going to say. I'd, I'd hold your own force bacon into your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm actually yeah, pleasant. Right, you know, here's Morgan. Right, no, <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> By the way, I actually quite like the vegan <laughs> sausage <laughs> rolls. I'm not getting into that. Um, no, do you know what? That is surprisingly good. And I'm, I'm kind of the same as you. I'd look at... And there's nothing against the breweries, but no, I'd no. look at those two breweries individually and probably they're not in my... Top ten, I, you know. If there's yeah. other options in the bar, I'd probably drink them. But, I like, I like a cask, you know, blackjack. Yeah, yeah. But you um, whack them together. I think, I think that's really nice. It's really interesting that which and and tastes really good. If so you told me this was a sour, I'd be yeah. less surprised. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing. It I'm smells doing. like it could be a sour. The, the lines are so blurred, aren't they now? Between the benefits from being a little bit warmer as well. I'd imagine that being freezing mm-hmm. cold, just not. It's been in the really fridge all day, but it's been out since maybe five right, o'clock. So that's fine. It's been I thought, temperature. Like it. right, good start. Okay. And in good terms start. of triannuary as well, I'm going for something a bit different. Yeah. I think it definitely. Fits well, that's, I'll, yeah, uh, definitely. Shout out to Nick at um, Walker Beer Co. Because I went in to see him. I said I want something different, and he picked a few out. There was other couple of options, but they didn't have two bottles of them left. So I thought, ah, I need two bottles because they need yeah. to get around five people. So I, I saw that. And I thought, do you know what? That does tick a box for me. Um, I, I don't like people messing around with an IPA. And I think, but that, that doesn't t- nothing tastes fussy in that. There's no, no nothing. Nothing sticks out. Nothing's no. It's not trying too hard. Spruce, is it? No, no, pointy, yeah. sprucey kind of thing. Like I said, we've we've had spruce IPAs, and it's just sure. tasted like a tree. Yeah, I'm not into yeah. that. Um, well, and it's been nice, but it's been kind of one of those where. You have a third and go. Do you know what? I, yeah. That's enough for me. Done it now. Yeah. But um, I could, I could happily drink a bottle of that. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I need few, but I do agree, though. If you drunk that blindfolded, you would go. I'm not really yeah. sure what style this is because yeah. it is, it is actually quite sour. But yeah, like it. Okay. Well, over to our, over to our hosts slash guests. Right. Um, so we just changed our mind last minute. We need, need two bottles. <laughs> So the one we did want to give you, we've only got one bottle left, so um, we'll just drink that later. Um, (laughs) Well, this one is um, uh, Yonder Brewery from Somerset. Um, So we have got Dunstan's Exile, which is a house pale, um, farmed and foraged botanicals inspired by the complex yet quaffable beers of Belgian tradition. So right, right, okay. Uh, and, and, and we this have Grains of Paradise, Lavender, Orange, Peel and Juniper Berries. So it's, uh, it's going to be quite interesting. The ooh that I made when he brought that over then, by the way, was because I think I'm correct in saying Yondu were one of the breweries on the Thirsty Games bar in Demand. Oh, I don't right. think they've won. I think they might there. have been one of the three. <laughs> and uh, they did a beetroot beer. 
that was on there, and it was one of my favourite beers of Andy Marsh. And I haven't tried anything else by them since. Yeah. What's the uh, what's the percentage on it? Uh, 5.5. 5.5. 5.5. 5.5. So, so while we... <laughs> we uh, acclimatise our palates to this and uh, to me it'll probably taste like something like mouse or something stupid on to our next golden hops uh, this is a two-parter um, so this is best brewery but there's, pretty there's subcategories so there's best local brewery and best national brewery so we're not going international for this so we're going either Sheffield or non-Sheffield but still within the UK um, so let's go in a different order this time and Thank let's you. go Laura first for your two nominations best local and best national okay. brewery for um, for 2018 okay well I'm not going to be horribly biased I <laughs> would say I would have said Abbeydale were I not affiliated with them <laughs> because <laughs> I do genuinely think that over the past couple of years, but especially the last year, the steps the brew team have made in getting absolutely exceptional beers out has gone from strength to strength. So I've just got that off my chest, I can't not say it, but um, <laughs> I'm actually going to pick um, Neepsend uh, because I think uh, the first, when, were they about two years old, two, three years old now? Uh, um, yeah, three, for yeah, the yeah. first year or so, I wasn't too convinced. Um, founding their stuff, you know, it suited the market of blonde cascales really well, but I didn't really see them as doing anything else, and they've completely proved me wrong over the last year. Um, some of their kind of, uh, their IPAs and their single hopped pails I've found exceptional. Uh, some of the few beers that we've sat in the pub and just stayed on them the whole afternoon. Uh, their Callisto IPA I really enjoyed, and the Cocos stout that they did as well I thought was absolutely delicious um, so I just think they've really really upped their game this year um, they're sitting really really well on bars across Sheffield and uh, I think they're doing a great job I think a lot of people have said that in the last yeah. I've, I've heard several yeah. people I think, really they're, um, I think their cask is absolutely outstanding yeah. and and also as well I mean I drink in the sheep field quite a lot and when they've got deep percent keg on it's actually pretty good you know. Oh, there was a, I think it was Laurel Hopped IPA yeah. on Keg was. They did, stunning. yeah, they did a New England one, which I had, mm. I can't remember the name of it, but I had it back in, in summer because I go down there with the wife and the kids and, yeah, had a half yeah. of that and thoroughly enjoyed it. So, yeah, neat send it. Me and James and I literally walked off with Adam, who was the like, sort of seller manager over at Shakespeare, and he said, I, just, I can't remember what we were talking about, it was like, have you had that Wendingo from the percent? And I'm like, yeah, I have actually. I had it the, the other week, and uh, it's like we couldn't get over how good that was. We literally just like give it as all, give it as all. It's actually such a good. I think I, what I've enjoyed them is the kind of the, the, their oats kind of uh, one where I like some sort of oat character. Like mm. that, just really smooth and kind of hazy and really beautiful. Yeah. Do you okay. want me to do my national one now? Or yeah, let's go national as well. Okay, uh, national brewery. Uh, I've gone for Burning Sky. Um, they've for a long time been one of Jim's favourite breweries and I've always liked their beers but because they were more known for their like Saisons and wild beers and things like that I wasn't quite as into them um, but this year I've had their Brew IPA I thought was superb uh, and then um, a couple of weeks before Christmas had a bottle share with some friends and we had the Burning Sky Imperial Stout and I was expecting it to be you know decent 
uh, with there being a good brewery, but I wasn't expecting it to be spectacular because it's not what they're known for doing and it absolutely was and it just made me think you know like yes this is a brewery that can turn their hand to anything and just absolutely do it with a plum which is one of my favorite words when i say it when i really mean it we should do so, we should yeah. do uh, <laughs> gold not the best word that is a verbal <laughs> stamp word. so uh, yeah for, for that reason i'm going for bernie's guy okay uh we're gonna go to al next so okay. your nominations for um, well, uh, local and national. I would agree with yourself and say Arbydale. I've been my local brewery of the year. Um, I always always kind of thought of Arbydale as being quite a traditional <coughs> brewer, you know, likes of Deception and stuff like that. But you possibly brewed my favourite cask beer of the year in Heathen. As soon as that went on to cask, that was just unreal. I mean, I can't get enough of that beer. It's absolutely awesome. Um, and then Huckster came out, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And then you came out with a six can range, and it's just got better and better every beer release. Um, so I am an Arbydale convert. I've always liked Arbydale, but they've always kind of I've always kind of considered them to be a traditional style brewery. And I think Sheffield is a little bit lacking in in breweries that are doing something a little bit different. Um, I mean, I'd give like an honourable mention to someone like Lost Industry, who are again another brewery that seem to be you know, pushing the barrier out a bit and doing crazy um, sour beers and big, big IPAs and big, big um, stouts primarily. Um, but yeah, I'd say Abbeydale are most definitely my uh, my local heroes, definitely. Okay, what about nationally? Um, nationally, um, I think Northern Monk have been absolutely smashing it this year. Um, what we know, if we're going to be, I think we're talking about our beer the year later, I think mine is probably a Northern Monk. Um, I've no one in particular in mind that I'll mention, um, but again, their patron project just goes far, far above. And it's, it's very rare that we get a patron project in that I drink and, and don't enjoy, and that includes lots of different styles again that I wouldn't usually go for. Um, yeah, I think I think they're I think they're going to be hard to beat. Okay. Um, yeah, they're really good. Charlie. Well, I am going to put Lost Industry forward as my local brew. I think one of the main reasons, other than anything else, is um, I've got really into sours in the last year. And right. I think that uh, it's good to have a local brewery that's you know doing quite a lot of that work. Um, but on the flip side as well, we obviously did our collab for our birthday beer with them as well. Um, did, yeah. And had a really good day out. Doing jumping in and getting rid of the mashed tub rubbish and sweating yeah. like a set of unfit <laughs> bastards that we are. Yep, yeah, um, good. And, and they're just they're just a great bunch, and and I, I do wish them well, and I hope I hope they continue to grow the way they have been doing, and uh, and and you know they they they've made their stamp across the nation. I know that a lot of the people from the UK craft forum really like them, and uh, I hope it continues. Nationally, I mean, yeah, Northern Monk is definitely, but I, I I'm going to go for Verdant. Uh, just because I don't, I mean, I don't think I've ever had a beer from there that I've gone, that's all right. And I think that's, that's saying something of a brewery that just absolutely spends the money on the ingredients. They they fill those cans, and and they continue to do that. I mean, what what they've got planned right now is incredible, and we're going to see a lot more verdant on the shelves because of it. But um, yeah, it's going to have to be verdant number one. So. Okay. Um, right, Adam, it's down to me and you now. I'm going to let you pick the last local. I'm going to pick the last national. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, we've got to split this up then. Yeah. So I've, I've got to tell you my local one. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, it's going to be a repeat of one that's been said already. Um, but I was almost going to do what Laura did. And it's like, I've already gone at the Abbeydale of absolutely... I'm just mirroring what everyone said, basically. Some of the stuff that's come out is... This is the reason I said you need to speak local, because I, I can't see past Abbeydale. Like, well, yeah. Well, they, well, okay. I just can't. Well, yeah, I mean, everything from, like, the branding of the, all the new can stuff to all the styles, what mm. the gym's producing is just absolutely blown my mind on sometimes some of the some of the stuff that's come out of there they like that in Cantara the, you know, the group one and just, just stuff that I didn't even were even beer to all the stuff like Huxley which I, I was sad that I couldn't get any more cans of that and I still look at the, the, the little pink, yeah. pink label along that, like, I think everyone in Sheffield the God of the and anybody who's kind of said a bad word about it I've gone like did you fucking taste that beer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's our first beer that we bought. Before. I thought you were that's the first swear. So. First swear? No. That's <laughs> <laughs> a bastard a little while ago. <laughs> a bastard's not a swear. A bastard's raised, raised a fuck. Yeah. Bastard's <laughs> definitely not a swear. So, so what, what, what I was going to do, is I was going to I was gonna go on the upset. Um, I don't think it really matters, really, does it? If I'm going to pick one, yeah, Neep's end and... Um, Abbeydale, I, I, I would quite happily put either of those in, so I'll just go the opposite of... Uh, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go Neepsend, just to... Okay. So we've got our, our three then being Neepsend, Abbeydale, Lost Industry, which I think yeah. is very strong. Can I have an honourable mention, just for something that's like a bit more traditional? We've got, we've got room for a... I don't a, have to put another, it in necessarily, because I don't know. Mention, but go for but it. Like, obviously, New Brewery, uh, Loxley Brewery near me, you know, they've, they've absolutely turned that pub round, they put a brilliant beers on, yeah. um, not just traditional stuff. They've, they've installed a brewery downstairs, really good branding. They've put a core set of like six, seven beers out, which they're not doing specials, they're just using those. And to be honest, for like, a, for like a, for an upstart, I don't think the guys professionally brewed ever before as well, quite happily drink those beers. And like, I think for a, for a traditional market, there's, there's, there's plenty of room for them and, and it's a challenge like your Bradfield and stuff. And um, you'll start to see them about, I'm sure. They do a lot of like, um, swaps with the breweries and other pubs and stuff. Yeah. Um, quite sharp branding and stuff so just honourable mentions them like actually surprising yeah, let's, let's, actually, let's stick them on the shortlist yeah, why not so we've got room for one more so let's, let's go with that so let's go with Neepsend Abbeydale Lost Industry and Luxley um, uh, we've got room for one more uh, one more national see I, oh, yeah. I was I was going to go for Wylam because I, I was, think I was going to go for Wylam Brilliant. Why Island? Why Island? I think are the brewery that have surprised me the most this year and have been the most consistent. I think every beer that I've had. I kind of agree with regards to Verdant, mm. but there's been a couple of Verdant beers, particularly kind of like the the second half of the year that have not quite hit the mark for me. I don't think I've had a single beer by. Um, Wylam that's not been superb this year. It's the range from Wylam mm. as well. I mean, I love Verdant. They brew my favourite style of beer, but they pretty much only brew my favourite style of beer. <laughs> Wylam do lots and lots of different styles, yeah. and they do them all very well. Again, that's one of the reasons I chose Northern Monk, because it's the same thing. They, they just do different styles, and they do them amazingly well. I am excited for Jake heading cans as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I've really seen that. They've tweaked the recipe slightly as well. Yeah. So, to so that's one of the first beers that I remember, sort of like my transition from yeah. mainly drinking cask beer to being like. Do you know what? It's amazing the bias against bottles nowadays as well. Honestly, have owning a bar with a bottle shop attached to it, yeah. it, it basically shouldn't be a can shop yeah. because it, yeah. the cans 
by far outsell bottles, yeah. which is weird, really, because traditionally bottles are seen as a, a, a much cleaner, better way of storing them. But yeah, too often, too Yeah, exactly. I know. I'm saying that. Yeah, exactly. It's easy for the consumer, isn't it? I think that's what it is, isn't it? No, but but I can guarantee you, JK in Cannes will sell way better than it will do in bottle. It's just it's just a fact. Just to put my like just my mention on Wylam is that. I think at the start of the year we started this thing where I was saying that I didn't really like that kind of New England kind of style beer and stuff. And then for some reason I managed to tick wild and beers off for the first four months almost to the point where I said I need to choose a different style of beer. Yeah. I remember like, really loving I like to move it, move it in the first month. And then I went to Copenhagen. And this, and this, the wild must have just dropped a load of beer in Copenhagen when I was that weekend because I was hitting loads of their stuff and just thinking actually this is incredible. And it was them who actually switched me from that West Coast style to that kind of more um, East Coast kind of style. And, and again, they've, they've just smashed it over <coughs> through a year with all sorts of styles. Yeah. And particularly that kind of, you know, paler style I've enjoyed most. But um, yeah, I think if I were to go through my year of um, monthly best beers, I think they would probably easily come top. Yeah. So yeah. There, there just seems to be a little bit less hypey as well than mm. a lot of They just, they just like, get it done, you know, don't they? Cloud, cloud water kind of hit a peak. And, and have sort of plateaued there. since. They are yeah. plummeting. <laughs> um, and there's a few other breweries that have kind of, that, that they've had such a hype around them that really when you hit that point, you, you're only really going to kind of go downhill. Um, yeah. And I think Wylam have, have been a bit understated and just got on with making some really good beers this yeah. year. Cracking branding as well. well yeah, well, in demand, they were, probably, they were one of the stores that I thoroughly enjoyed. I basically drank They were in the disco room, room, weren't they? They were, yeah. Yeah, yeah and their whiplash were down there as well. well that was the, 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 in fact, I said that Wine and Whiplash yeah. Cola was probably one of my beers. Yeah, yeah that was great. Yeah. If Whiplash, yeah. if whiplash yeah. weren't Irish, then I would probably put them in as a contender. Get well. out! Half <laughs> 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 Irish here, boy. Yeah, but it's just that. him. Yeah, no, but they are international. Yeah, this is international. We're national. I've loved every single beer I've ever had of theirs. No, no, with pleasure. And, and they, they are yeah. canny lads, shall we say. It wasn't against the Irish, it was against oh, no, them not being that. Great, it's great making it look that way, though, not it? <laughs> <laughs> it went bloody Irish, I love that. Yeah. So, Yonder. I don't yeah. think I've had a Yonder beer before. No, so, I, haven't, I, no. I haven't actually had this Do you know one. what? And do you know what we have picked one that I wouldn't actually try? Is it's got that sort of... The other one we wanted to give you was better. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we totally agree on this that. This is actually, the more, the more I've drunk this, it's it's got, I've got quite into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's just mellow, isn't it? It's, it's really so, mellow. It's, it's too subtle at the beginning. It's yeah. kind of like slightly says on the on the nose, but it tastes more like sort of like a... But not so much banana. It's like a really nice sort of elderflower juice or something, you know. If someone told me it wasn't beer, I'd probably... Quite happy to say that. Okay. <laughs> that's sort of Belgian finish. Like you can, yeah, it yeah. has got a Belgian finish. I think I'm the same, I wasn't sure at first, but as, I've, as I've drank more, I've got There's no, there's no jarring flavour in it at all. Like, it's quite no, it's, it's, it's very mellow. It's pleasant. Yeah. Again, yeah. you know, session beer, 5.5%. You know, it fits the um, triannuary sort of um, yeah. agenda that we've got going on. Um, it's something different. Right, so um, we now go for our third beer of the night, and we are going to Laura. Okay, so I've gone down the triannuary line in two different ways. Uh, firstly, I've brought what I think is a new-to-me brewery, although I may have had one of their beers on cast before, but a bit brewery that I'm not particularly familiar with anyway, uh, Northern Whisper, who are from 
Rossendale in Lancashire. Rossendale. And I've brought Ooh. a beer called Rumor Monger uh, and it's a Dunkelweiss and I, I'm not really a wheat beer fan but I keep trying them and I am getting a bit more into them so I thought I'll give it a go. It's a beer I've never come across before. I bought this from um, Boland Brewery out in, near Clitheroe. have a beer hall uh, with a farm shop attached to it and an ice cream parlour and I believe they're opening a cinema and they've just got this amazing complex um, in the heart of Clitheroe uh, and I got this from the farm shop there. Um, That's a really chocolatey finish. It tastes like every other wheat beer I've ever had. (laughs) But I don't know, I just don't think I've got the palate for wheat beers. I think um, that tastes good. Oh, it's lovely, it's really good. Bearing in mind we've had a beer that's sort of just beforehand. Yeah, Yeah, this might be another one that needs to build a little bit. But this one doesn't actually have that it's sort of it's malty it's caramel it's like that yeah mm. like caramel finish I think yeah you get that kind of like sweetness so I've, I've come across more quite a lot because yeah, yeah. we, we've had them on cask a few times um, they're one of the breweries where they're, they're alright you know their, their cask is, is decent it's not, it's not you know it's not going to it's not going to change the world but it's not going to outsell what you can get locally do you know what I mean <coughs> but it does it does what it says on the tin that's that's a new style for them, and yeah, it's a like really it. nice little bit of roasty flavour right in the middle yeah. of the. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. So for anybody who's not there. like familiar, what, what how would you kind of sum up a dunkel bison? Kind of like dark, dark, it's a dark, wheat, it's a dark yeah. wheat beer, isn't it? Yeah. So it's not dark in the, in the way that we call a dark beer would be a stout generally. It looks more it? Like no, it's still it may still surprisingly light. It's like a very it's like a bitter kind of like. John Smith's kind of colour. The, the other thing that I was going to bring actually was going to be a bottle of bitter because I I enjoy a bitter, but I would never buy it to drink at home from the yeah. bottle. I, it's something that I'd happily go to the pub and drink, but not something that. But then, should, but then I saw that and thought that was. I should have brought some I should have brought some. I should have brought some farmer's blonde man. I missed a trick. No, that's um. I yeah, I really like I'm that. I'm surprised by that. It's very surprising because as. I've only ever come across them doing quite traditional cask, so all of a sudden to find they're doing stuff like this is is really interesting. It's like sweet and malty, but not overly. It's yeah. Kind of, you know, it's not sickly. Like. What's the percentage? Four point nine. Four point nine. It's a good one for kind of middle of the. It's it's yeah, what cold beer three or five. It's just resetting the palate yeah. really nicely, though. They've yeah. described yeah, nice it thing. as well as a southern German classic with a northern England twist. Hmm. I haven't specified what I'm doing. I can see that. Still. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, I, like a, I, w- I would say very drinkable. Like, kind of a bit of like a best bitter kind of mood drinker, mate. Might, that might be a gateway for someone like that to try something a bit different. Mm. Or, yeah, someone who drinks Erdinger or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and you, or Paul Anna, and you can say, well, yeah, yeah. You know, that, you know, this would transition quite nicely in because it's yeah. not a million miles from those because no. it's the same style but it's especially because there's an erding a dark which is kind of a double yeah. style yeah, yeah. as well yeah. so. this is nicer than that yeah. in my opinion but well this is going to bring us nicely into probably the most difficult category of the evening for the Golden Hops which is the best beer of 2018 this was and the somehow we've got to get this down <laughs> to four beers um I was literally run over to, uh, to the I, wall I to, to pull in my brain, but so I've just got yeah, my pop-up one just in case. All right, well, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go to you first, in as you've got yours literally in your hand now. You've got the beer. Yeah, left. but this is my backup one, so I don't know whether to go for this. Right? Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, 
All right, well, I'll just go with my first one. But no, actually, I'm going to go with this one because the other one is too obvious. My first one was going to be by Northern Monk um, called Infinity Vortex, which is absolutely amazing. But I'm actually going to go for a while and, and it was all formats, which is a double dry hop citra pale. Okay. 5.2%, again, for me, nice sessionable pint, but absolutely superb. It's, again, one of those beers where I think we got in on keg on two separate occasions. And we very rarely do that because we like to obviously change yeah, yeah. and you know get new stuff in. But as soon as I saw this come available again, I, I, I had to have it. Had to have it. It's, um, it's, it's like Adam said, you know, Wylam are just, or like yourself said actually, Wylam just, um, they just do everything really well. They, you know, they were up there again as my, like, via neck and neck with Northern Monk for my brewery of the year. And I just think, yeah, they're just really, really, really good. And cool. yeah, so that all formats for me, the Double Dry Hop Citra, one of my favourite hops twice the amount that anybody should put in and yeah and well done yeah. just I just think, I, I think I've been in here two or three times yeah but it's, it's just a good beer without just, trying yeah. to be anything clever yeah it was just a well done again you know i could i could go and choose a crazy stout or a mad sour but for, for me personally you know what hits <coughs> everything something that's hazy hoppy easy to drink and yeah as i said it was a close one between this and infinity vortex but Okay. I, this one's fresh from my memory because Infinity Vortex was like back in March last year, but yeah, okay. really good. Laura? I always say national to this. Um, and, and, I, I, have, I no. have a national and an international option. Um, oh, I don't know. I'll do, I don't, I'll do my international do as an honourable mention. Okay. Uh, which is Kamaratsky by the Zet, which I did pick as my, I think it might have been the July podcast. It was my beer of the month. And I said it was my favourite beer of my life, and I still stand by that. Uh, I, I'm glad you went for that as the honourable yeah. mention because I have no idea how to spell <laughs> any of those words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and keep a note of these. I'd so. say um, hybrid between an Oud Brune and an Imperial Stout aged in balsamic vinegar barrels, and it was just amazing. Like I had it on draft in Amsterdam, and it was so nice that I cried. But um, <laughs> the one that I'm going to pick is, uh, I'm picking it because I absolutely loved it and it's a bit more attainable. And no surprises for guessing which brewery it's from, I've chosen Torside's Rausch Wine, uh, which we had on cask at their smoke fest. I think this was probably my uh, December beer of the month when I drank it in November. I can't remember when we recorded, it could be my November beer of the month. Either way, absolutely incredible uh, beer. Um, and I'm very excited to see that uh, they tweeted the other day that they'd gone for a sit-down meeting about what the first beer they were going to brew was in 2019, sat down, stood up again, because they were like, yep, Roush wine. So it's coming <laughs> back, and I could not be more excited. So Excellent. if you see it, buy it, because <clears throat> it's amazing. Cool. Okay. Uh, Charlie, to you. Right, well... Infinity Vortex for me is second place as well. It's a fantastic beer, really, really good. And they, they just go to show their consistency in order I feel like, I feel we should point out at this point that um, for about the last 10 minutes, Charlie's been pacing around the pub looking at the various <laughs> different the beer labels on the wall. If, you, if you've been in bar stewards, then you'll know that every, pretty much every beer that's... You didn't have this last year, so everything that's on this, this wall now it's is a label from a beer from, from this year. Yeah. So he's literally it's been trying to spot every single beer label. He's like in his own so, brain, just spinning yeah. around. There the yeah. can't be many beers that have been the released this year that he's not, not considered. And it's not even <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My beer of the year is the Wonder Beyond Octopod 
12% Imperial IPA, it was insane. I mean, I've never had that much flavour in a can. And it was like a Solero with hops in it. And I basically was sat in here drinking it, and I did actually shout across the pub, this is fucking insane, and we sold 10 of them. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that note to self as a selling technique is anyone, if, if we're in here and we're shouting that out, don't think that every beer tastes like this one. Um, well, it does. <laughs> every beer we endorse <laughs> is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And you should definitely buy it all around. Shut up. But yeah, it, it, I, I'm. I, I, we had we had the three beers from them. Uh, the we had the sour, the Loris, oh, the Mexican cake, Mexican cake one, really fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I burst onto local scene this year. I I, I hope to taste uh, more of their beers in this coming year. I hope to go meet the guys. I, that we're really excited about. Them, so, yeah. yeah, but again, it shows you how subjective beer is because I had that can and I hated it. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it tasted of meths with mango juice chucked on the top of it. Sounds awesome. Which is weird because we usually like. Sounds Moorish. Well, it does, yeah. It's like crack, it's very weird. But, like, no, but, but usually, we, you know, we order the same meals. It's like, it's, it's a bit freaky, really. We order the same meals, we drink the same beers, sleep in the same bed. We do all that. No, no but, um, but, you know, it's one of those things where we Our usually. Wives are funny. It's, it's, fun, u- it's, it's funny. usually a solid <laughs> bet that if one of us likes a beer, the other one will really enjoy it. And that was the one beer for me that I just couldn't. It was just too much. Right. It was it was too much for me. I like I almost like kind of <coughs> shut, shut down and just curled into a ball. It was just too much for me. Well, but, that makes me like it even more. Well, yeah. Well, there we are. Then, yeah. <laughs> Made me feel bad. So we've got we've got one spot left then for a nomination for best beer. Now to see whether or not me and Adam really are on the same page. When oh, it comes I to don't think we are. Beers. Did we did we say this is national or anywhere? Because my anywhere. Okay. Cause my, so uh, well, I think I think we're saying. Within the UK, so nationally, then. So, yeah, yeah. Nationally. <laughs> okay, in that case, because my two, my two best rated beers on Untapped, which is, it, I think it's a bit bad because sometimes you can be really in a different mood. Yeah, um, weren't from Britain. Um, one was Whiplash, and one was the one I've mentioned for my um, beer of the month. So, scrolling slightly down. Next UK best beer of the year was Wylam Midnight Train to Biker. That was very good. Which yeah. is a ten percent like imperial. Had that hot city. Yeah. It's, it's um, on our walls. Yeah, some of We've had it in Europe as well. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it was yeah, good. It's, it's a big beer and it didn't. It just I couldn't believe it for ten percent. It just was incredible. But yeah, so I'm gonna go for that because that's that's basically at the time of that time. That's what that's. that's what, Okay. That's what I put down. So. so that is. So we've got two wild beers in there. Yeah. It's, that's I can change my plus, chills, it's a, plus, it's, plus it says biker in it, which Biker Grove. Like Jeff Mann. Yeah, absolutely. Tick, tick the box. See, I was ge- I would genuinely have gone for Abbeydale Huckster as my beer of the year. I'm surprised. Um, well, do we, out of the interest of fairness, do we. Um, Go for one wild I'd beer. Go for Adams personally, because as much as I did enjoy that double dry hop one, I kind of forgot about the biker <laughs> one, and that's really good as well. So I'll happily change my vote oh, okay. to biker. Yeah, no, um, I, I'm happy. Yeah, happy okay. to shift. Good shortlist. Good shortlist. Uh, right, we're on to beer number four, uh, and this has been picked by Charlie. Yeah, it's uh, Imperial Stout, bourbon aged. Around the ten point five percent, so I've given everyone like a 
really big pool. Um, yeah, from Magic Rock, uh, we had it in our tap takeover. Um, so yeah, it's still tasting great, which is good. Um, it's quite subtle, actually. Are you going to tell them what it's called? No. <laughs> Bearded Lady, uh, it's called. So it was, uh, it was one of only three pins that were ever made of it. The, um, I was going to say, Bearded Lady is, I've had Bearded Lady in, in cans, but this is not the same Bearded Lady. No, this is uh, a barrel-aged version. Uh, they had three pins, we got one of them, and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. We did have another stout from them, uh, <laughs> which they take the dairy freak and they put rum and raisin in it. It just tasted like rum. And it exploded in our cellar. We yeah. managed to salvage it, ready for the, the yeah. event. But yeah, I came down on Boxing Day well. after the alarm had gone off to find a river of beer in the cellar, oh which I had gosh. to mop up, which was quite good. But it was salvageable, and it tasted just mental. It was literally made of rum. It was it was unreal. I mean, we're, we're pretty much an hour in to um, to this initiative. We've not really talked about this place yet. Obviously, we were here a year ago. You were, oh, yeah. you were relatively new. Uh, uh, a year yeah, we official. haven't been going that long. Um, I mean, we had our first birthday this year. When was it? July 29th of July, something like that. Yeah, so around that sort of the tram lines, around tram lines. Yeah, uh, that was our first birthday. Um, yeah, yeah, everything's, everything's doing all right. You know, a few things have changed since last January. Probably not that much. Well, you've got blinds. We've got blinds. You've got a flipping beer garden. <laughs> we've got, yeah, we've got a beer garden. We completed a whole year without getting fucking burgled. <laughs> it's the same door. He's done us now, anyway. We're getting, we're getting now you got the same door. Yeah, it's well. the same door. It's the best door we've ever had. The great thing is, you, you, there's no, you can't avoid touching wood in here, so I'm alright with that. Some any highlights? I mean, you've had the New Year's Eve takeover from yeah. Magic Rock. You had yeah. a big Northern Monk one as well. Yeah, that was just done. Yeah, that was Sheffield Beer Week. I mean, that was the most awkward weekend to try and do it though with the snowstorm that was there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah. If, if if I I will I will I will share the photos with the hot cast so you can see. It shows a beautiful photo of the whole bar there, people enjoying a drink on the Friday night, and then Saturday night the complete total of the marquee all folded in on itself absolutely destroyed covered in snow, covered yeah. In snow. Yeah, it was, uh... yeah it was entertaining <laughs> no I mean the highlight for me this year has just been the general progression of the bar there hasn't really been one standout moment it's, you know we've had a really great year you know we've um, we're not a sports pub but we are people that like to watch sport so you know we've had the Six Nations on um, I didn't give a shit but England did quite well in the World Cup so we had that on um <laughs> so I, I, I remember being here for that. I don't remember much about it, but no, I no, no, yeah, you were, you were definitely. Um, and then yeah, just watching the bar progress, watched little things changing, plaster coming down, brick being exposed, better fridge coming in, you know, increasing the range of beers that we have, um, gaining good stuff. Um, you know, as we've mentioned earlier, we've been lucky enough to get um, Jay, who many people will know from the various. Yeah. stellar establishments he's worked in Sheffield we've been lucky enough that um, he's decided to come work for us which has been quite nice so as I said for us as a bar it's amazing because we you know I, I've, I've never d d denied the fact that I'm like just stupidly into my IPAs and I've always tried to kind of have a, have a broad range of beers in you but having someone like Jay on the, on the case who's able to just turn up and go we should buy this sour and I just go alright because he kind of knows what he's talking about, so it's it's good. But yeah, it's just been nice to see the bar progress. You know, get outside, open, have some events on, um, and yeah, we'll just see what the the next year brings. Really, you know, we've got 
We've got our plans for the next year. I mean, essentially, we're we're wanting to boost the box shop, take it up a level. We're going to get like a bit of top shelf in, a bit more of the seventh, uh, seventh, uh, 75CL bottle share sort of things going on. Uh, I mean, we essentially just go around the country, see good bits, and go, that'll look good in our bowl. We should do it. I mean, there's no, no, no harm yeah. in that. Well, yeah. <laughs> try, 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 try to improve the courtyard um, and just generally get it to a level where. I, th- I think I think the courtyard was a great addition this year. Uh, we do have a little bit of work to do on that, but we want to try and make it a little bit more like a permanent fixture rather than uh, cut the gazebos and uh, cut the chairs. Been in the beer oh, oh. We'll have a look at the end the, of the, the night. The, uh, <laughs> the, the can sticker wall is pretty well, impressive. Yeah, it's, it's amazing cool. how many venues, other venues in Sheffield, have started spontaneously doing the same thing. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's quite, it's it's quite it's nice, nice and even now. There was a period where oh, dude, was development yeah. where it was it's, it's, quite it, heavy again. Jay is much taller than us, so basically, <laughs> no, he, like, been, <laughs> you are, we got to a point where we couldn't reach any any, any higher, so we yeah, just went. So, so, so we hired a manager. So. <laughs> no, we hired a tall man. Well, the, but the key the key thing is is that what I do like about the sticker wall is that. Essentially, it is customers mostly. Yeah, I mean, we have, we have obviously contributed a great deal, being like a set of twats. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but but you know, it's been I mean, as 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 the can some can tell. Cause sometimes 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 someone puts a sticker in a place where it shouldn't be. You go, no, no, okay. no. by the rules, <laughs> no. we'll thirteen feet high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, the the exciting thing for us going forward is, is as well is that we have to be behind the bar less I mean you know for I think one of the unique selling points about this place when we first started was us you know we the bar stewards is the name of the bar but it is ultimately it was me and Charlie we are a pair of bar stewards and you know I think to begin with people would come in because we had good beer but also because one of us would be behind the bar we'd both be in the bar and it would, you know and we kind of tried to encourage that environment where everyone that came in was welcome and you know you knew you could come in and have a nice chat and we'd have good beer you know, as I said, we've been lucky in the fact now that we've got a really good core range of staff, we've got a really good bar manager, and that kind of frees me and Charlie up to be doing stuff to make this bar even more exciting. Drinking, yes, you know, drinking. We, Adam, 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 no, just need to point Adam was doing the drinking. Well, yeah, no, but, well, <laughs> but that is, that is true. actually part of the job. That is true, <laughs> but it gives us the opportunity to go to these brewers that we that we buy, it gives us a chance to go meet them, and it gives us a chance to go and actually show our faces to people. You know, we are, you know, we're not, we're not daft, we know we are, you know, still a very new bar in Sheffield, and there's still a lot of people that probably don't know about this place, or don't know about it very well, and it's our job going forward this year to, to make this place a really, you know, you know, like a, a, a one of those places where, if I even go out in Sheffield, you know, there's, there's a few places that I always go to, the Rutland's on there, the Shakey's on there. Yeah. Um, you know, if I'm going up that way, Walker Beer Company's on there. There's you know, there's a handful of really good places, and we just want to be one of those places that people okay. can think of to go on and have, have a good night out of. Which, right. uh, yeah. Okay. Let's get some opinions then on um, the Northern Monk Bearded Lady Special Edition. Magic Rock. The, Magic Rock. Uh, the Magic Rock <laughs> Bearded <laughs> Lady. Um, special edition. I, don't, I always kind of bracket those two together. If, if Northern Monk do a, a shaven man version, then yeah, <laughs> shaven monk version. It's um, <laughs> it's exceptionally boozy. It is very boozy, but it, I, yeah. I think it's quite mellow if you consider how it's, ABV it is. Yeah, it's mm. boozy, but you could still just quite go. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. You get over the yeah. booziness really quickly, quickly yeah. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and then suddenly it's it's quite drinkable. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's like 
like a melted. It reminds me yeah. a lot of a melted ice cream. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, definitely. You know, you know, that, you know that it's heavy. Yeah. You like know you're going to feel sick yeah. if you drink yeah. a pint of it, mm. but. It's really mm. nice. I think, I think it's, it's just making. But it's got that mouthfeel as well, yeah. though. It's like yeah, really yeah. claggy in it. It yeah, feels so really it. warm inside. Yeah, yeah that'll be the alcohol. Basically, exactly what uh, James said is that when I smelt it, I thought, oh shit. Like, you know, you've got a few beers in, you think, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be smashing that in the middle of like a few it's, beers. It's that. But it's yeah. really. Once you've had a, one sip, two sips, Eventually, you think you know this is not ten and a half percent. It's that feeling. Right? It's five. that feeling when you're dying. You're lying in the snow, dying, <laughs> and that Saint Bernard comes over the hill, <laughs> and it's got a little cask, and you have the little shot of rum or whatever is inside. A lecture bollocks. No, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't save you, but you don't mind dying. That's pretty much what that is. <coughs> so basically, what you're saying if you were dying, thinking. It would make you feel really lovely and warm inside, but you would, you'd, you'd still die. Yeah, but yeah, that's, but that's did, pretty much did, it. Did anyone, I don't know if you know the answer to this, on, on New Year's Eve, did anyone try and order a pint of this or similar strength? I don't know, because I wasn't stood behind the bar. No, no, there was, there was one guy, um, right, if I can name two instances. One instance, someone ordered a pint of the tiramisu, which was a... About really? Eight, yeah, that was about ten and a half. Ten, ten and a half. half so yeah. so tiramisu stout and cake that they they ordered. Did they get served it? They got served it. They what? Drank. It was <laughs> a bit of responsible. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. We don't sell pints of ten and a half percent in here. Really? They, they got two halves. They good. They good. They good. <laughs> they got one massive hand. There we go. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and my dad uh, got a pint of stout because um, he got the name wrong, and then he came back drunk and looking really confused and going, it's a funny looking IPA this one. <laughs> I went, it's alright dad, I'll change it. And then, and, then, and then he left. And then he left and then my mum sent him home. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. But yeah, I think, I think mostly people stuck to thirds and halves. Like Sensible drinking guys. Mm. Very, very sensible. Uh, we've got one more category that we've got to sort out um, and that is best local venue. Dum, dum, dum. Uh, okay, Charlie, I'm going to go to you first. Well, my pick is actually going to be the Rutland. Um, I really like what's happened to the place. I mean, I went drinking there years and years ago before I got into interesting beers even, and I liked it then. Um, but I think, obviously, since Chris and Kate took over, it took another level. You know, they, Chris is obviously renowned for his time at the Shakespeare, and he brought all of that with him. And... Weirdly, the, the customers are different there. You know, I mean, as in, I, I, I don't necessarily go to the Rutland and see everyone that drinks around this part of town. Yeah, true. Uh, it's its own unique experience. Uh, the food there is fantastic. We've we've gone down there and ate numerous occasions and been very very happy with everything. There's always interest. You can always get a good beer, and then obviously, you're always going to get a challenging beer as well. Um, I think. It, if you're if you're in that mood for just having sessionable strength beers, you've got that option always. But then there's that other aspect where you go, "What the hell is that? <laughs> Let's try that." Um, yeah, I I can only wish them every success, especially if now they're they're trying to open up around the corner here, uh, making. Yeah, but I think the this area in itself, uh, we we kind of 
don't feel like we're part of Keller Island. We, Gibraltar Street and this little area could potentially become its own little pocket. Yeah, it could Shields be. more triangle, man. It's yeah, really Shields more triangle. Yeah. The share try. The share yeah, try. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so the right for me. Okay, uh, Adam. Um, I've got. I think I've got three pubs that are just always sticking my head, and it's here. So Bar Stewards, it's Shakespeare, and it's Rutland. And I think last year. I, I was swaying between you guys and Shakespeare. I think I think it gave you the, but moved offices slightly closer to a, well not really closer but slightly more closer to a Rutland, um, and I think I've just kind of almost got, got more of an affiliation with it now. So I think that's actually took my f- number one spot this year. Just based on this year alone, I think I spent a lot more time there than anywhere else, and uh, got to know as people were there more. Obviously, uh, Kate as well. We did the interview there, so quite friendly with them, and it's just nice to see it just kind of booming again. And so, so that's now taken my number one spot. Honorable mentions again. I said three pubs: you guys here and Shakespeare. The they're basically my little triangle, Sheffield triangle of pubs. Two nominations for the Rutland. Wow. Yes. Um, right. Okay. He's um, <laughs> like. Sorry. This is interesting. Uh, I'll. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Um. I love, you I mean Shaky and Rutland are, are two of my favourite places to drink. I think they consistently have some of the best keg in the city. Um, Shaky certainly has very, very good cask in there as well. I, mean, I, I love my bar. <laughs> I, I really like it. You know, I, I, we kind of built a bar that we want to drink in. And I know I can't, I'm not going to nominate myself because that's fucking ridiculous but I do really like this place I, I we built a bar that we wanted to drink in um, so just trying to think you know I, there's other places I like I really like Walkley Beer Company I think it's a, it's probably one of the first ones in Sheffield that were doing what we do really you know they set up with a with a bottle shop and a and a you know a few keg dispensers and they've gone from strength to strength so I do really like the Walkley Beer Company unfortunately it's somewhere that I don't get to go to very often yeah. so it's kind of one of those where I like it, but I don't go there that often, and that's not their fault. That's my fault. I have a busy life, um, so I think I'll personally go for the shaky, just because I think it's consistently, you know, it's it's between shaky and the Rutland for me. You know, they do great tap takeovers. The pair of them, they've both got great lineups. I just think um, possibly the cask range in the shaky is a little bit stronger than it is in the Rutland. Yeah. Rutland tends to have very good cask on, but obviously they've got consistent lines that they have in all Blue the beer. time. So yeah, exactly. And I like Blue Bee as well, by the way. Um, but yeah, for me, I'd if I I can't nominate it myself, so um, or ourselves rather. <laughs> so yeah, shaky. I really, I, I, you know, Shakespeare's is yeah, it's it's been my go-to for the last few years, and I, yeah, I love it over there. Probably no surprise then. Our first two nominations being Rutland and. Um, Shakespeare's. Uh, Laura, what are you going to bowl in? Well, I was going to go with the Rutland, to be honest, because it's, I've kind of adopted it as my local. Um, I do really like the pubs that are uh, near me, so sort of round Healy, like, yeah. like drinking in the White Lion, Sheaf. Yeah. I think Paul's a really nice addition to the scene, as is the Tram Shed. Um, I love drinking around here, love bar stewards, love Shakespeare's. So, just to be different, I'm going to go for the pub that I don't get to go to very much, but the place that I always get really excited when I get to go there and when we make the effort to do the 
about an hour and a quarter walk from our house or two buses, uh, which is the Itchy Pig in Broomhill. Hey. Uh, and I'm picking the Itchy Pig Good because uh, it's a little micropub, I think capacity of about 24 people. Um, they just always, you can tell they've really put a lot of care and thought into what selection of beers they want to have on the bar. Uh, you're always greeted with a really warm welcome, um, and I just think it's lovely. Yeah, so, top ten to top look. Yeah, really yeah. So purely because I, I wish I could go there more, and it's somewhere because there's not as much around it that excites me. Like if you're coming down here, you know you can have a brilliant evening in yeah. four or five different pubs. But for standing out and making me walk to Broomhill, I'm going to go for Pig. Um, which leaves us with room for one more nomination um, and I mean there's so many places that I could perform on, on the, the same basis I know we've, 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 it's a place we've talked about a couple of times Walkley Beer Co I think would be well worthy of a nomination it's kind of you know in a place where it's sort of on its own a little bit um, uh, obviously where I live in S11 you've got Echo Soleil Club you've got the Beer House which is great mm-hmm. um, loads of really good places that, that have kind of opened up in the last 12 months um, I, I'm going to do probably the least surprising thing I've ever I've ever done and I've got to nominate you guys I've got to say this place I've got to do because I, I spent more time here during the summer than I spent in my actual house that I paid rent for <laughs> um, mainly, mainly because of Gareth Southgate and the World Cup yeah. um, but you know this this place for, for me was, was where I was uh, during the summer and I associate it with such good times watching England uh, great beer, great company, um, and just you know an amazing, an amazing summer. Um, and fair play to you guys for the fact that we were here a year ago. What what you've done in the, the the twelve months that have gone since then, um, you've developed this place, but it's kept its heart and its soul, and it's still the place that you set out for it to be. Yeah. Um, it's got it's got bigger, but it's still effectively a, a you know microbrew. It's still got yeah. you know, it's, it's still a, a little place with a big heart, and that's yeah. um, you know, that's really oh. impressive. Oh, no. that's a, that's a really, <laughs> you really, can have that one. Yeah, it's, really no, it's a really good point actually, because like these guys know that like they know my daughter Penelope, and like mm. if I say where is the monkey pub, she she thinks it's here. Yeah. She also thinks it's the Wisewood because it's next to my house. Yeah. That's yeah. the one with the blue lights. But like uh, I got a picture from a year ago on like Facebook thing. I remember sitting down there, and you guys went down into your cellar and brought. Some toys and some books and stuff. Yeah. She did smash a glass. She did, uh, yeah, but that's why I brought it up so she didn't <laughs> fucking wreck the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought she's a bit lively. She needs to smash it. But it's yeah. one thing that it's like, um, you know, there's a lot of pretentious beer places out there, and to have somewhere that like that we're comfortable in and with like. You know, we don't want to say bring like kids there because no one wants that. But to have to, like to be, no, to be fine, like, to that, no, no, and that's lovely yeah, to you because yeah, that's like, what we've always wanted yeah. to do. You know, it's everything about this is us you know mm. for good or bad yeah. I'm sure there's people that like we rub up the wrong way I rub him up the wrong way all the time <laughs> but you know but we, it, it, but, but it's you know this but this place is yeah. is us really you know you yeah. walk in here it's a bit rough and ready but like it, you know deep down it's a it's a place with a lot of effort put behind yeah, it. You know, absolutely. we fucking built our stolen pallets. There. Yeah, but they weren't. You could say. I mean, you could say somebody was like maybe like more t- like traditional drinker. This isn't like a craft ale, but this is very very good. Like, yeah, it has it's, craft it, beer on. Yeah, well. exactly. It's, it, for like, you know, you got, it's trying to keep the happy balance between yeah. the two. You know, because I love 
massive keggy hot bombs, but then there's also nothing better than a really good pint yeah. of cask. Like I said, my you know, to be fair, one of my beers of the year is Heathen on Cask because I used to love it when it was Mosaic on Keg, and then it became Cask, and all of a sudden it's like this is pr- this is pretty good, isn't it? You know. Um, yeah, and I think yeah, and going forward, whatever happens over the over the coming years, it'll always it'll always have the same vibe about it as long as we're involved and it's yeah. it's our bar. One we're not thing involved I in really that. love about the, that shortlist that we've got that's the four places in Sheffield more than anywhere else. That I think when you walk in, the, they, you can feel the personality behind them. Yeah, you know we've got a lot of pubs in Sheffield. We've got a lot of good pubs doing good beer and good food. But there aren't so many that you walk in and you feel, you know, it's it's like walking into somebody's house and you yeah. you're greet whoever's behind the bar, you're greeted really warmly. You know you're going to get something great to drink. Exactly, and, yeah. and, that, and that can happen yeah. with a good pub over time. Is that if the personality leaves the business, the, yeah. then yeah. sometimes the, the the fun goes with it, unfortunately. Yeah. But for me, that shows a good cheek is because obviously Chris has moved on and gone to the Rutland, but it's still yeah. retained its. You know, good beer, good, you know, warm welcome. Yeah, I think, yeah, we're exceptionally lucky in Sheffield to have such a yeah. such a vibrant pub scene, really. I mean, I, 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 I kind of take it for granted, and then you go to another part of the country and you're like, this is a bit shit. Yeah. Because you suddenly <laughs> realise that what you've got is is so good. You know, I, I live near you. I mean, I, you yeah. know, we've got some of the best locals going, I think, and, you know, the Brothers and the Chief and the White Lion. But, you know, we know Ed really well, I popped into Paul cracking place really good introduction to the area yes yeah, uh, yeah it's good times man yeah um so we've got a really good shortlist there okay so on to uh our final beer of the night which is one that i've brought and um, i've gone down the barrel age route uh because I, I don't normally tend to go for barrel age beers because there's that many good beers that are you know ipas double ipas Double dry hop type beer, sours. There's there's so many good beers that I'm into um, that I I just generally don't kind of tend to go down this particular route. Um, so it's a it's a barrel aged beer which is by a relatively local brewery. Uh, it's been in my fridge for about six months, so it's kind of done a, a little bit more in terms of the aging. Fridge aged. It's in a Sheffield Wednesday carrier bag, which makes hey. it even better. Uh, and. It is uh, Love Love Among the Ruins, uh, which is a sour red ale um, with cherries in uh, brooding burgundy barrels. A lot of bees going on there. Uh, However, it has a a cork um, actual... It's like a champagne bottle with a cork on it. A mini champagne. I can't can't do these things. I don't know how to do them. I've got two of them. I've got to say, that's a million power, isn't it? Especially once you've shook it up and well, fucking sprayed it all over the room. Isn't that no, that's what you're doing, isn't it? I have it? had a few of these. They're rather, rather lovely. Are they? <laughs> yes. I don't know if I've had this before. Oh, I smell it. This is smell like pop. That made a very polite little pop, didn't this it? Is, this is potentially the best mm. noise we've had. This is on satisfying. But let's just let's have a moment of silence while I'm doing this one. We're ready. Hey. Oh, it's a good noise, that. It's a I like that you've got branded Dom. Yeah, it's a branded cork. Cork, yeah. This one's mine, my Sherlock. <laughs> from, what, from what I remember, from what I remember from this, there was there was a series of, was it three or two? There was Love of the Moons, Days of Creation, and 
another bit, but I'm sure that they took them to America and they were the first non non American brewery to win the gold award for that category. Like no one ever outside America had ever oh, really? won it. For like, it, when they brought these out a few years ago. Mm. I think it was quite like obviously quite. You could buy out. Thornbridge in New York like nine years ago because I, I, went, I went I went I went there all day. I went there all day. I went to this. Uh, it's near Cat's Deli. It was this big. Oh, yeah. It was Cat's like Deli. it's awesome, but it was attached to this massive like kind of uh, department store, and they had like a beer bit in the back. It was fucking awesome. So I was having a wander around, and, and this guy comes over and he goes, "You're English," and I just went, "Yeah," because it's easier <laughs> yeah. to like kind of say yeah than have the discussion. I said, oh, we've got some great British beers in. I was like, I'm in America. I don't really want British beers. <laughs> but he's like, oh, so I've been polite. I was like, all right, yeah, okay, grand. And he showed me, and it was like literally like four or five shells full of Thornbridge. Jaipur, you know, when Jaipur was Jaipur, when it was like really good. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, it's like Thornbridge, one of those that are kind of... So, yeah, Rick, you know. won the Beer World, the World Beer I'm Cup gold medal winning beer of 2016. The wood aged sour beer category. Um, oh, that is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had it before? Fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. That is pretty good. What's, what's, what's Matey's name? <laughs> Dunno. That's lovely. That's really nice. So there's, I think there's, there's three. I think there's, there's the gooseberry one, isn't there? Which is. There's so I, don't, I don't remember the gooseberry oh. one. But there's like coconut, I don't remember. I had the gooseberry one at the ale club. So the gooseberry one is a thing? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's a I thing, yeah, remember. yeah. I don't remember. The Heart's Desires it's called, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I mean, this, this one I had at Hallamshire House just before Christmas, and it was so good I had four more. <laughs> I, I did see your face when the bottle came out. You were like, Ooh. In, in the same evening. In the same evening, I had about five wow. in the same evening. I, it, I was. I, this I has was made it round. I think this one particularly is. I don't know if they made more of this, but I've seen this more than any any other one. Like they had, I saw this. They, had, they were pouring this at um, Indie Beer Feast. I'm pretty sure, and it was like stupidly cheap. It was probably like compared to what the, bottle is. You're basically paying. There was the, oh, the, the raspberry, which is the, one. was that Days of Creation? No, it was a, it was a different one. There was a, oh, right. a raspberry. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. It wasn't that one. Um, that's pretty really good. Tea what I've really liked this year, and that I hope to do more of this year, is um, seek out the festivals that aren't quite so shouted about, yeah. because they're some of the ones that I've really, really enjoyed. Like Indie Man's fantastic. No, absolutely no doubt about it. I haven't mm. actually been to Hop City or Dark City, but I can imagine like the the it's level that it. they're doing is fantastic. Yeah. But I just really like the ones that don't chat about themselves quite so much mm. and that are a little bit more relaxed. Like the other one that I could have very easily put forward is the Independent Salford Beer Festival, which is tiny. It's in a community centre, but it's all about the obviously the beer, but then it's the people and the experience that you have while you're there just as much as it is the beer and there's mm. nobody showing off or trying to you know have the absolute best beer they've ever had in their life or anything like that it's just chilled understated friendly yeah and there's a lot to be said for that but uh, you know if you're going to go more local i mean we, you know we overlook steel city you know down in calum island oh, yeah. this year i mean you know that's the best keg liner i've seen them ever have they've always do really well on yeah. on cask you know it was it's, again, it's 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 refreshing to see camera events Definitely. embracing you know different 
dispense styles because obviously they're you know traditionally yeah. they're not massive fans of um, keg beer, which you can understand because you know they were created in a time when keg beer was absolutely it's changing, atrocious. It? It's definitely yeah. changing. You saw it just in the space of one year, the difference. Not, I'm not just talking about the keg lineup, but just the general attitude towards it all, you know. And and it does mean that the, that particular festival has a wider ranging demographic than it did ever before. So yeah, yeah, yeah. good. Okay, so we've got one job left that we've got to do tonight. Uh, we've had five different beers. They've ranged, I think, fairly dramatically in terms of the styles mm. that we've gone through through this yeah. evening. We've got to pick the best. Uh, Adam, going to come to you first. Um, Love among the ruins, Thornbridge hands down I think I've for- I mean I've had it a few times but I think I've forgot how good that is I've not had it for maybe since summer maybe and that's absolutely incredible that. it's okay. just, just I think it's just it's just so much depth to it that's it I just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I don't, done I'm I don't that's, well. that's, yeah. that's fairly yeah. alright uh, Charlie same um, obviously I enjoyed it a lot just before Christmas uh, didn't expect to see it tonight I'm glad I have uh, just the complexities, especially that sometimes you feel like you're tasting normal cherry, and then it suddenly tastes like a sweet cherry, and and that, that's constantly moving and changing all the time. So yeah, it's great, love it, fantastic. Okay, Laura. Well, I agree that this love among the runes is the best one, but I'm not going to pick it because it's not a new beer. I don't know, beer. <laughs> and I do think that it has changed and developed since I last drank it so it is a new beer from that perspective but uh, I'm going to pick the one that surprised me the most which is the uh, Blackjack Wild Weather one the Pining for the Fjords mm, okay. just because um, yeah, I it's not a kind of beer that I would go for and I thought it was really enjoyable very good okay uh, yeah, I agree. That's exactly the one I was going to go for. As much as I enjoy this and it's amazing, I looked at the combination of breweries who I like but don't massively excite me, you know. But yeah, I thought, you like as you say, you look at the bottle and you go, all right, okay, well, this will be interesting. And actually, it was, yeah, surprisingly good. So for me, you know, as much as I love this Thornbridge and it is absolutely banging. Um, yeah, for for surprise value, I think yeah, that that first one certainly was uh, one for me, definitely. Okay, this leaves me in a really awkward position. Just choose your own beer. That's what you're going to do. Yeah, but fun. that would that would be really self-indulgent. <laughs> uh, so bearing that in mind, what I'm going to do is pick my own beer um, and go for <laughs> Love Among the Ruins. And the thing actually that that swayed it is that literally, Charlie, as you said, that you get a bit that tastes like a certain kind of cherry, and then it changes. I've mm. got that in my mouth. Like a boiled sweet cherry. The complexity, or an actual cherry. <laughs> the complexity of to do, for it to do that, and it went from one kind of cherry to a different kind of cherry, and then it just turned into coconut for a second and then changed mm. back again. It's yeah. like playing um, cherry. That's when you mouth when you mouth and a bit weird again. Like, yeah. <laughs> for me, yeah. bear in mind I've got a faulty mouth as well. Like there's my, some my taste in there's some pain. There's a bit of there's a vegan sausage roll in here, there's everything going on. Yeah, there's there's a hint of carpool in the cherry flavours. What I want to see is I want see who is the best bottle label peeler and I want to see it on this wall somewhere do do you ain't do. getting that on the wall you ain't getting that on the wall yeah, that's not going to get off the bottle well I'll see who's got the best we need to wet it there we go oh, yeah. Yeah. so um, we need to keep yeah, on I, can't, I, know, I know I brought it but I do think it, I, I've got to go for that I think it's the best best beer so <laughs> 
shit. I thought it was going to be really good and they just tore the edge off. Wicked. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Podcast over. End. If only people could have seen what just happened. It, would have been oh, it wasn't that exciting. I literally tore a label. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so there we go then. So Thornbridge, Love Among the Ruins, um, just gets the nod as our favourite beer of um, of the night. So um, Triannuary is yet young. If you've not already gone out and tried something that you wouldn't normally do, um, forget forget about going through January without drinking because that's stupid. Um, go, go and have a beer, but have something that you, you wouldn't normally have. Um, don't forget, so we've drawn up our shortlist tonight for our five different categories for the uh, inaugural um, Golden Hops Awards. Um, you can vote on our Twitter page, at Chef Hopcast. And, um, yeah, let's go and enjoy some more beers, guys. Yes. And, um, yeah. yeah, we will speak to you again in February. And happy birthday, Sheffield Hopcast. Yay! Yay. Happy Yay. birthday, Yay. 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 Yay.